we had to create a hospital in 100 days. Madrid Digital was there creating all these infrastructures and communication and digital workplace. I like my work. I love technology, I love innovation, and I love the public services. And I like to think that my work and with technology will help the people to have better public services. When eating an elephant, take one bite at a time. That means that the problems, you have to solve them step by step and in small pieces. I think that you can learn from almost everyone. It's an attitude. This is CRNA TV. My name is Hendrik Deckers. I'm here today with Elena Liria, who is the CEO of Madrid Digital. A very warm welcome, Elena. Thank you very much, Hendrik. Thank you, Theoned. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. And it's an honor for me to, to be here with you. Okay. Elena, you have an engineering degree of the University of Daisto and a master from the École Supérieure de Telecommunication de Bretagne. You started your career 25 years ago as a consultant and you were, among other things, a manager at Everis. You then moved to the IT department of the region of Madrid, where you are now the CIO of the region of Madrid and also the CEO of Madrid Digital. So, Elena, Tell us a little bit more about yourself, what's your background, and why did you start working in the public sector? Okay, well, I'm a, I'm a computer engineer and I love technology. I have always uh, loved the, the IT consultancy. I was working at the beginning in, in, in Everest in a consultant company, and I decided to switch to the public sector because I really like the public sector. I, I really like the impact that you have in the public services for the citizens. And well, I, I decided to change to the public sector in 2005. I started my career in, in this agency where I usually were in director positions. My last one was director of innovation and digital transformation. And from there, I um, become the, the CEO of the, of the agency. Okay. And so tell us a little bit more about the region of Madrid, because that's the region in Spain that, that you serve. So can you give us some numbers, please? Yes. Well, the, the regional government, the region of Madrid, is located in the middle of Spain. It's mm -hmm. an uh, area is not very big. It's around 8,000 kilometers square. But mm -hmm. we have a population very big. We are six and a half million of citizens. And there are a lot of enterprise in the region. Around 200,000 enterprise have their, their headquarters in the regional government of Madrid. So okay. it's quite big region. Yeah, and, and Madrid Digital is the, the IT department, the IT agency of, of this region. And, and can you tell us a little bit more how many different organizations do you support? Because I know you have um, many, many civil servants, many hospitals and so on. Can you give us some numbers there, please? Okay. Madrid Digital, we are the agency in charge of all the information technology and communications in the regional government. We mm -hmm. uh, are, Our government is organized in nine departments, the typical departments of the government, like presidents, finance, economic, health, family, local administration and digital, 
and culture, transport, well, all the, 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 the typical ones. And the, the government has more than 180,000 public employees. That includes all the doctors, teachers, judges, magistrates, and all the administration of the, of the government. So we serve to all these users and we um, provide all the digital workplace for our users that the, mm. their profile is, is quite different and they have different needs. So we provide around 150,000 desktops, laptops, printers, 100,000 phone lines, all the infrastructures for the hospitals of the region that we are, we have around 35 hospitals and health centers, all the schools, all the courts, everything in the regional yeah. government. That means infrastructure and communication. That's so you have a you have a lot of clients. Eh? You have hundreds of thousands of clients, schools, yeah. hospitals, um, uh, justice, uh, courts, and so on. Uh, quite an impressive organization that you um, that you need to support. So, uh, Elena. You started as the, as the new CIO of, uh, of the region of Madrid in November 2019, and you were barely in your new position. And then in February 20, the Corona crisis, the COVID crisis uh, hit Spain pretty hard. So can you take us back a little bit to February 20 and, and what happened and how did the role of IT and Madrid Digital was quite important? Well, we have um, we had one main objective that was helping to save lives. I mean, we we needed more beds, we to save more lives, and more intensive care units to save more lives. So uh, we had to help from the IT point of view to to create the new infrastructures and communications for the new hospitals, the the field hospitals, the hotels that we converted into hospitals. We converted. 13 hotels into hospitals and we also created the um, the miracle hospital that was uh, the um, I don't know if, if you remember IFEMA that it was the fair ground of Madrid that was yeah. converted into a hospital in two days so yeah. all the infrastructures and communication of this new hotel this fair ground converted to hospital and the hotels converted to hospitals and the, these field hospitals that we were um, creating, uh, we, we, we were in charge of all the infrastructure and communication and all the digital place, uh, digital workplace that we had to put in place. So, well, we work a lot. We were working like for two months, like 24 seven days. It, it was kind of crazy. Um, I, everyone in the agency was involved and we all wanted to help. We all wanted mm -hmm. to help to save more lives. Okay. So that was a really crisis management that you had to do there. Uh, I, I believe in the second phase of that, you were also very instrumental in helping to build a new hospital uh, to, uh, to cope with the, with the second phase of, of uh, COVID. Is that correct? Yeah. In, in the second part of the crisis, the, the second half of the year, the, the regional government decided to create a new hospital, a hospital for crisis, 
for the mm -hmm. COVID crisis or, or another crisis. So mm, we had to create a hospital in 100 days and the project for the, all the infrastructures and communication and all the digital workplace that we had to put in that hospital, that new hospital, um, we were, we were there. Madrid Digital was there doing that project and creating all these infrastructures and communication and digital workplace. Okay, so healthcare was a big, big thing. Healthcare infrastructure uh, in the first phase, making sure that the hospitals that you created new beds in, hotels, uh, in, in, in other centers, and then in the second phase, creating uh, a completely new hospital. That's amazing. And, and, and what do you say, 100 days a new hospital? But you were also yeah. very active in vaccination centers, correct? Yeah, we, we had to create also all the centers for the vaccines and mm -hmm. all the centers that were created to, to do antigen tests in the regional mm -hmm. government that we did a lot and we still do. Okay. Let's talk about the, the second uh, part, the second pillar of, uh, of, of your crisis management. And that was to make sure that the critical services continue to run. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, when we were on lockdown, we, we had to guarantee all the critical services of the community of Madrid, all the, ser the public services that were considered critical for the citizen. Services like 112, communications in hospital, subsidies for minimum income, dependency, unemployment, social service, well, all that was considered to be a, a critical service for the citizen. So we had to provide the digital workplace for all the public employees that were working at home. We had to provide them access to the, the systems that we, that they needed to manage all the, the these critical services. And we had to do it that in a couple of days, weeks. Well, it was for yesterday. Yeah. So Elena, you had to support thousands and thousands of people working remote all of a sudden. How did you do that? Can you give us some numbers of, of the, the work that was involved there? Well, we had to provide um, a laptop and access to all the information system uh, to guarantee all these critical services. So we had to provide more than 5,000 laptops in, in the first weeks of the crisis in order mm -hmm. to guarantee these critical services and all the license for the telework around 125,000 license of collaborative tools. And in total, there were like uh, 70,000 devices that we provisioned to the public employees. We are talking about mobiles, laptops, and tablets. Okay. But at the same time, you had to manage cybersecurity was a priority in, in, in that constellation as well, I can imagine. Yeah, we had to make it stronger. All the cybersecurity area, we, we made it stronger. Okay. Now, the Spanish government uh, also put in place, or the, the Madrid government put in place, support programs. One called Continua, one called Impulsa. Can you talk a little bit about these programs? Yeah, we had a lot of challenging projects with the, with the crisis of the COVID. Uh, projects that were related with subsidies for small and, and medium enterprise, subsidies for the self-employment that are those projects that you, do you recall, Plan Continua and Plan Impulsa, express enrollment for unemployment. That was 
uh, another project very, very important, and all these temporal employment regulation files for the enterprise that we had to put in place because of the crisis. Okay, so that meant creating many new applications uh, and, and so on to, uh, to support these uh, programs. Now, I understand that uh, you're now also in charge of um, the European uh, Fund, the, the Next Generation Fund, to support uh, Spain and Madrid in, uh, in, in the relaunch, let's say, after the crisis. Can you, can you explain that a little bit, please? We have a very big challenge in these, these next generation European funds. There is a focus, a big focus in all these digital projects. We are going to manage these European funds in the projects for the digital infrastructures for the government, digital infrastructures and communications, all these uh, digital workplace for the public employees of the future, uh, and the, this digital capacity of the public employees, and also some projects in the departments of justice, education, social service, and health. That Those are the main projects in, in digital that we are working on. Okay. Also, during the crisis, you have initiated a, com a couple of new digital programs. Can you talk about these? Can you give some examples? Yes, we, we wanted to, to continue with all the digital strategy that we had in, in the government. So we launched the, um, the Digital Innovation Center that is called Digitaliza Madrid. And the office 360, that is a hybrid citizen service office where the citizen can choose face-to-face -face attention or service or an online service um, with chatbots, apps, apps for, for service, capacity control, and some other digital initiatives. Um, we are working also in a digital, a new digital identity for the community of the, of Madrid. And I understand that this new digital identity works with a selfie. So I can make my, a selfie of myself and that becomes my, uh, my identity. Yeah. Yeah, we would like to offer the citizens of Madrid a digital identity like you have with a bank or a, a sharing cars or th those kind of identities that are easier for the citizens. Okay, cool. So many new programs at the same time while managing a crisis. And then this year, uh, also the elections. Uh, the election 21 was a big program. Talk a little bit about that. Well, the election program for Madrid Digital is a very, very important project, a very big one. We are in charge of all the infrastructure and communication and all the systems of the elections to guarantee that more than six and a half million citizens can vote. And, um, all the, the cyber security also for the process and even the distribution of the results of the elections. It's one of our main um, objectives and tasks in this project. Okay. So you have a lot of projects going on, uh, Elena. So tell me a little bit, how is um, SIT and, and Madrid Digital, how is it organized? Uh, how many people do you have? What kind of structure that you have? Uh, and tell us a bit about, uh, about your organization. In Madrid Digital, we are working 600 people. We have mm -hmm. six departments. 
One of them is the department in charge of all the services that we provide to the departments of the regional government of Madrid. Another one is in charge of all the solutions and systems for the community of Madrid. We are talking about more than 1,500 applications. Mm -hmm. And another one is in charge of all the operation of the infrastructure and communication, the, the data center, the communications, and the digital workplace for the, for the public employees. Um, the last one of operation is the cybersecurity direction. And yeah. the two other departments are more for internal stuff like finance, human resources, um, all the contracts of the, of the agency. Okay. So let's talk about your role. What are your priorities today? What is it that you are most focusing on today? Well, today we are focusing more in innovation and digital transformation, and also in all the um, the infrastructure, the new infrastructure and communication that that we need to scale up after the crisis, because everyone is teleworking, and the dimension that we had, it's very different that than the dimension that we need right now after the crisis. So I think that. The, the main projects are like innovation, digital transformation, digital infrastructure, digital communications, and digital workplace too. Okay, cool. So, Elena, in the many, many organizations um, becoming more data-driven and doing more with data is a very important topic. How is that in your organization? Well, for for us, digital government is a data-driven government. So we are giving a lot of importance to all the data. A couple of years ago, we, we developed the, the data department in, in Madrid Digital. And we are working with technologies such as big data and data discovery tools. We are developing many, many dashboards to, for all the, um, the departments of the uh, community of Madrid such mm -hmm. as finance, social service, uh, local administration. And the, the purpose, our purpose is to help the, um, the departments to have the, the information to take the right decisions. Um, we are also using artificial intelligence. We are giving a lot of importance to, to all the artificial intelligence strategy and how are we going to organize it. And we have a, a very interesting case, a, a very powerful case of artificial intelligence in the justice department. We have a solution that uh, helps the magistrates to look for the documentation and to look into the recording of the court's hearings. That helps them a lot in their work. And it's a very, very interesting case of artificial intelligence. So I understand that many, many court sessions are being video recorded nowadays. Is that correct? Yeah, we, we record every, every court hearing in the, yeah. in the government of Madrid. That's something that Madrid Digital is in charge of. Okay, quite cool. Let's talk a little bit about your leadership style. I mean, you have quite a, a, a big group of people uh, to manage, but you also need to lead them. And so one way to look at this is, is what do you think people will say about your leadership when you're not around? 
I don't know. I think you should ask my my team that question, but probably they will say that I I am very very demanding. I mm-hmm. I never stop asking for more, and and I want the things to be solved and done, um, and to be well done as soon as possible. So they will probably say that that I I am not very patient. So um, I want the things to to be done. I, I have a colleague that he always tells me that I'm I'm ne- I'm never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so many things you want to implement and to do. So no patience, and you're very demanding. But I can imagine yeah. that they will say nice things about you as well. No, I hope so. <laughs> I am I am a very hard worker. They will probably say that too. Okay, I work a lot. But why is that? What is the the core driving factor of your life and of your work? Well, I I like my work. I I really love it. I love technology. I love innovation, and I love the public services. I I mean that I think that the public sector is quite vocational. Um, I like to improve the the public services to the people, and I like to think that my work and with technology will help. The, the people to have better public services. Um, and we give better public service to, to the citizens of the region of Madrid. Okay. Elena, you've shared with us that your um, uh, personality type is you are a protagonist, an ENFJ. So that's a person that is extroverted, intuitive, strong on the feeling side and has a judging personality. And these are typically warm, forthright types that love helping others and that tend to have strong ideas and values and that back their perspective with creative energy to achieve their goals. Now, people with this personality profile typically have the following strengths. They are tolerant, they are reliable, they are charismatic, altruistic and natural leaders. Do you recognize yourself in that description? Well, a little bit, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, let's talk about the flip side of the coin. And that is, uh, this personality type has also some development areas, some weaknesses, if you want. So they can be overly idealistic. They can be too uh, sensitive or too selfless as well. And sometimes they struggle to make tough decisions. How did you learn to make tough decisions? I think that when when you are in in a position like mine, you have to take tough decisions. That that mm-hmm. goes with the with the with the role with the with your post. You have to. And are there cases where you say this is where I learned how to do this? Because it's not an easy thing to make tough decisions. Uh, so so how did you learn to do that? I guess by doing. I mean. In, in this job, you have to take tough decision is something that goes with your role. So, for example, in, in February 2020, when the crisis of the COVID started, we, we had to take a lot of tough decisions to, to close the office, to send people home, to even when, when the crisis, when we were confined, we, we had to change the way we, we were working and I decided to change the organization in the middle of the, of, of, of being at home. Of the I mean, crisis, yeah. of the crisis. And it was quite difficult to decide that, but uh, 
for me, it was the only way to, to make it and to manage this crisis. Okay. Now, Elena, what are, what are the values that you live by? You shared with us that you have three children. They're 8, 10, and 12. What are the values that you want to see your children grow up with? I mean, um, I don't know. To be, to be a good person, to, to be the, better, the best version of, of themselves, Mm-hmm. Um, friendship also to help others to, to know that you don't leave yourself in the world uh, we, we need people and we, we need to help people okay in your life uh, Elena who are the, the important people that you have learned from uh, who are the mentors in your life well there are a lot some of them were bosses that I had colleagues subordinates Mm-hmm. Of course, people f- from my family, my parents, my husband, even my mm-hmm. children. I think that, that you can learn from almost everyone. It's, it's an attitude that you have to have. Okay. So, Lena, do you have a personal mantra, a saying that helps you in your decision making or a saying that you live by? Well, at work, I always say that uh, in Spanish, el elefante a trozos. I mean, in English, I think it's like when eating an elephant, take one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. That means that um, the problems you have to solve them step by step and in small pieces. Um, well, I would say that w- that is my mantra. Okay, thank you. So, um, Elena, these interviews they are watched by many people around the globe, and uh, and several of them are young professionals that have the ambition also to become a successful CIO uh, of, of, uh, of a public organization or a private organization. So what is the advice you would give to future digital leaders? That you have to enjoy and love this, this work because it's a very, very hard work. Um, you have to dedicate a lot of hours and, and almost your life. And you have to really like it. Okay. And on that note, Elena, I would like to thank you for your time and for uh, sharing all your experiences, your programs uh, and and so on. And I look forward to meeting you soon in Madrid when we can uh, get back together and have uh, uh, have a nice meal or a cup of coffee or some uh, Spanish wine together. You will be very welcome. Thank you very much, Hendrik. Thank you, Elena. See you soon. Bye-bye now. Bye.